Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of B-School. I am so glad that you're here. You know, in summer of 2019, I worked at this nonprofit, and one of the things that I took with me was the saying that they had, which is, feedback is love. And what I want to ask you to do today is to show me a little bit of love by taking two minutes to answer a survey. If you head to taylorelease.com survey, there's a really short survey there. And the overall question that I want to know is, how can I make B-School better? How can I make this something that you listen to and it serves you well? So please give me that feedback. Give me that love. It would mean the world if you took a little bit of time to do that. And that pairs perfectly with what I want to talk about today, which is reflection before resolutions. Now, I started getting really passionate about this idea of reflecting before we set goals Because I've seen the changes that have happened in my own life when I've paused to reflect before diving headfirst into envisioning where I want to go and what those steps look like. And I, I think it's more important today than it was even when I first started exploring this and experimenting with this in my own life. Because collectively, we've had a rough year. I don't think anyone would say that 2020 has been easy. And so that temptation to look ahead, to picture brighter days, instead of stopping to reflect and look back on what's happened, it's so much more tempting. That temptation is magnified. And I get it. There are so many things that I'm hoping I'll be able to do in 2021 that I haven't been able to do in 2020. There are friends who I haven't seen in forever. There are friends who have moved and like... I haven't gotten to give them a big old hug. There are new friends that I've met who have I've never met in person. And we all have our own things. We have we're hoping that 2021 is a year where we can get the job that maybe we couldn't get this year, that we can get promoted, that we can meet someone new, that we can see family. Maybe some of us have lost family. We're looking at 2021 to be different. And we have to understand what happened for us individually and eventually us collectively in 2020 if we want 2021 to be any better. And so I mentioned that this this idea of reflecting before setting any kind of resolution is something that I have personally done and I've seen how it makes a difference in my life. And I want you even as tempting as it is to just bypass these final weeks of the year, to take a few moments to look back. And I'll, I'll share some categorizations, ways that you can look back to structure it. So the first thing that you can do is to look at where you've been. And for some of us that were just thinking where I've been, I've been to my kitchen, and then I've been to my desk, and then I've been to my bed, and then I've been to my couch. 
even beyond physical places that you've been, what have you been up to? How have you been filling your time? There's that quote, how you spend your days is how you spend your lives. How did you spend your life in 2020? If you hear that question and you're like, I don't know, I encourage you to look at your calendar. I'll do this every so often. Just look back at my calendar and see, where did the time go? Okay, I was facilitating a few day-long sessions. I was meeting about this. I was ideating. I was testing something. I thought I was going to do this project, but I ended up completing this assessment instead. Understand where your time went. How did you spend 2020? And sometimes looking at where you've been is looking at where you started. I heard on a podcast last year that you can write down like, okay, what am I starting at? So whatever numbers, things you watch on a regular basis, you can write down, okay, at the beginning of 2020 or at the beginning in this case of 2021, I did it for 2020. This is where my bank accounts were at. This is how many people were listening to B-School. This is how many people were getting my newsletter every month. And it makes it really nice that you can then look back when you're doing your reflection before your resolution and see, oh man, there's been some movement. Even if it feels all year like you're plodding along and no progress is happening, you can see how there's been shifts that maybe you didn't notice because maybe you got a huge jump in followers or something and you forgot that at the beginning of this year, you actually started at a place where you don't even remember that number anymore. So this is a a pro tip that you can do now, but write down those things. If it's something like, I want to be able to do a long hike, and right now I start just feeling totally exhausted after three miles. Write down, right now I can do three-mile hikes, and then see at the end of 2021 when you're doing this process and looking back, and you can do six-mile hikes, oh yeah, there's been some growth there. And maybe you plateaued for a long time at four and a half miles, and you were just so upset that you were stuck at the four and a half miles that you forgot that you couldn't even go past three miles last year. So have those little things to help your reflection get a little bit easier in the coming years. And I mention this a lot, but it gives you an opportunity to celebrate. When I was doing my reflection kind of hybrid birthday and end of year reflection, to see particularly the growth around inner workout, it was really humbling and really exciting. And I had spent so much of this year feeling like I wasn't sure if I was doing this entrepreneurship thing right. I wasn't sure and still not all the way sure, do we have the right product market fit? But to see, okay, The work that we're doing is resonating and people are finding us and people are sticking around. That was exciting. And because I had those numbers to see, oh, wow, we started here. And I probably would read you the numbers right now, but I don't have my notebook with me. I actually lost it. I'm kind of upset. I think it's in my in-laws house somewhere. So if you're listening to this, Fingers crossed that I find my my notebook with these written down, but I did look at them recently and I did have a moment where I paused to celebrate. So yeah, take that moment to look back at where you've been, looking at your calendar, where your time went, looking at any kind of progress. I was here and now look here where I'm at. 
using it as an opportunity to celebrate instead of just blowing past it. Oh, yep, I grew. I grew. This thing grew. My skill set expanded. Whatever it is, like celebrate it, how that shows up for you, whether it's I love doing a happy dance or sometimes I'll treat myself to something from this bakery that's nearby that I really love, but make sure you take a time to celebrate. And I would apologize for saying this so often, but I know I often need this reminder, so I'm not going to apologize. Someone listening to this needs this reminder. The next thing that I want you to reflect on before you start to create resolutions is to think about how you felt. Now, I'm going to speak about this as someone who journals, not every day, but often enough that I can see an arc of where I'm at. You might have other ways that you reflect. Replace the word journal with whatever it is that you like to do to reflect. What I personally did is I looked through my journal going back to the beginning of 2020 and even into the end of 2019 and just thinking, where was I at? And the beautiful thing about journaling is that you can put yourself in this place that you were. And a lot of how I journal is I'm seeing how I'm feeling. I'm asking questions. I'm writing things down. And as I looked through my journal, and I didn't necessarily read everything, but I could see, oh, wow, there was this tailor who was nervous, who, who set this goal and was really feeling like she could not hit it. There's this healer who had imposter syndrome. Guess what? I still have imposter syndrome. It shows up in a slightly different flavor now. It's so helpful to me to be able to tap back into those feelings, to see the things that I put on paper. And kind of similarly to what I was saying before, but with a little bit more of an emotional flavor, sometimes when I'm just reading through my journal, I can see oh, I forgot that this was something that I, I said that I desired. And look, I, I have that in my life now. So sometimes you'll catch little tidbits like that. But really, in whatever way that you can, I think journaling is really helpful for this. See if you can go back to that place. Really remind yourself who you were, what you were feeling, and notice what things used to make you nervous. What were the fears that you wrote down? What were the things where it's like the night before and you were saying, uh, I have this tomorrow and I'm honestly feeling a little bit shaky about it. And some of those you might read them and be like, man, I'm still afraid to give presentations to my team. But you know what? Now I give one every month before I would find an excuse not to do it. Now I show up even in my fear. Along that note, notice where there are moments of growth. What are the breakthroughs that you have as you read through this? What are the places where it feels like disconnect? Where you're like, ah, man, I didn't realize that there's been a shift here. And it wasn't like a huge aha moment. But I don't identify with the words on this page anymore. I don't identify with the emotion around this relationship anymore. I don't identify with the fear of raising my hand in this situation anymore. Tap back into those feelings. Notice the ones that have shifted. Notice the ones that are the same with slightly different coloring. Give yourself a chance to see, I almost think of it as this like narrative arc of your growth. When you're journaling, you're just writing where you're at in the present moment. But as you look back on it, you're yourself in this present moment and you can look back and see what's changed. 
and it makes for some really beautiful reflection and a deepened reflection because there are things that, at least for me, that I forget that I wouldn't know to ask myself that or to interrogate or to investigate. So you've got this idea of looking at where you've been, then looking at how you felt, tapping into those emotions and noticing the shifts. And then finally, think about who you were, think about who you are. Notice how there's so much overlap in these things. So it's not like you sit down and you're like, okay, I'm gonna look back at where I've been. Okay, totally separate thing. Now I'm gonna look at my feelings. Now I'm going to look at who I was and who I am. These things all really flow pretty nicely together, but I like having buckets so I can make sure, have I, have I given a rounded out reflection in this time? So when you're looking at who you were, looking at who you are, think about the new insights that you have. And these might've popped up during the course of your reflection naturally. What do you know now that you didn't know about your personality? about the time it takes you to process, how you like to process. How have your values unfolded and shifted? When you probe into those, and again, sometimes it it takes asking a question, you might realize, oh yeah, there has been a change here. And I haven't sat and understood really where that came from. Like, I, I wonder if people are more acutely aware of their introversion and their extroversion now because of the year that we've had. I know for me, I've always been kind of on the line of introversion and extroversion. And this year made it super clear. Yeah, even though you're on the line, like literally 51, 49 or something like that, even though you're on the line, you definitely, Taylor, identify with introversion. Because it doesn't really, I miss my friends, but it took me a long time to get to the point where I was like really desperately missing my friends. And I see my extroverted friends, they were there pretty quick. Also, now that I do a lot of facilitation virtually, but it still can be a day long facilitation, I can feel myself just be so drained because it takes an extra amount of energy management beyond holding space the way you would in a facilitation session in a classroom, but you're trying to do it virtually and you have to do everything a little bit over the top to keep people engaged, that I feel sometimes like I got hit by a bus afterwards. I'd always be tired after facilitating, but now there's like this bone level type of exhaustion that made it clear for me, oh, yes, I'm an introvert. And you better believe that that has changed the way I schedule things. And it's also changed some of how I look at what I want in the future. Not that I'm going to stop speaking or facilitating because those do light me up. But I, need, I know that I need to be more aware of what my energy looks like in that. So again, we're reflecting before we create resolutions because you get insights that will help you craft your goals, your intentions, etc. in a way that will serve you in the long term. In terms of like insights about your personality, I went on a huge human design kick recently and realized that some of the sticking points that I was having in business especially made sense because I'm a generator and I was approaching things as someone who 
was a manifester, a projector, and I don't have time to explain all of human design, but it was this new framework that I hadn't really engaged with in a way that I understood before. And because of a series of events that happened where I was able to get a reading and then I ended up buying a little mini course, I understood this aspect of myself in such a different way. And again, it's changing how I approach my goal setting in my business because I paused and thought, okay, what do I know about myself that I didn't know last year? And if you're listening to this podcast, I promise you that there are things that you know about yourself now that you didn't know a year ago because you're learning, you're evolving, you're growing. The final example that I'll give from my own life is more clarity around the business that I want to build. I knew when I started Inner Workout, I came in with some clear intentions that I wanted a company that could grow bigger than me. I wanted a company that was truly inclusive. And as I've seen, and there's podcast episodes about this in the past, as I've seen the old ways of doing business and how that's turned out in the pandemic and the social uprisings, it's made me double down on, oh, there is a different and a better way to do business. And I want to discover that. So that also means that as I'm setting goals and metrics for the coming year, that I want to set them in this new way of doing business instead of holding on to what was and what I've been told. So those are some categories, some buckets that you can play with as you're reflecting. Take what resonates with you, leave what doesn't. The thing that is most important to me is that you take some time to reflect. Even if it's one session and you you say you have 30 minutes and I'm going to do my resolutions, my goals, whatever you want to call them, take at least five minutes of those 30 minutes to reflect. If you get nothing else out of this, this episode, this is what I want for you, is to take time to reflect before you create resolutions. Now, if you feel like you need some support around that, I have a free download. I've done it in past years and people have seemed to like this. So I'm putting out this download again. It's 20 questions to ask before you set your goals. So I'll add a link to this in the show notes and let those questions support you if you need any support beyond just thinking about these categories in your own life. But this is important stuff. I can feel this desire that we all have for 2021 to be different. And if we don't take the time to reflect, if we don't take the time to intentionally look back, to acknowledge how we've grown, to acknowledge the shifts that have happened, we will just keep perpetuating more of the same. And I don't think any of us want that. Okay, I am stepping down from my soapbox. I'm wishing you some really happy reflections this week as we get into the final two episodes of the year. What we'll be doing is like, this is a breakdown of how I've approached goal setting. So we'll be looking at setting an intention, creating a mantra, and then we'll get into the actual goal setting process. So keep listening. This is kind of loosely a series, but you can listen to all of these separately. But if you want to follow along with it as a series, then I recommend you do some reflection this week so we can get into intention setting next week. Okay. I am so grateful for you for listening and I will be back in your earbuds next week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me 
on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.